It's good to be back, baby. Thank you guys for hanging in there. This is episode 55 of the Nonsense Podcast by What Makes Sense. My name is Aaron. I will be your host today. We've got a kick-ass interview with Second Harbor. Uh, But before we get into that, I'm sure some of the uh, loyal listeners are wondering, where the hell was I? Uh, I I said we would start this back up in September after a pretty busy August, and it's continued to get busy, but for all the right reasons. So let me fill you in real quick on some cool life updates, if you even care. Um, So first of all, I officiated my sister's wedding, which was pretty sick. That was a whole, that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. Um, then secondly, went on a small tour with What Makes Sense, and we played some great shows around the state of New York and um, met some new friends in a band called 20-something. Check them out. Excellent band. Just got signed, so shout out to them. Um, also, I got a promotion at work, oddly enough, so... You know, things got a little bit busy. Um, I'm also moving back to New York City. Shout out Queens. So it's good time, man. And uh, thank you guys for being patient, for waiting for this episode. This is definitely worth the wait. Great band. Uh, This band's called Second Harbor. And um, these these two dudes are a great pair and also brothers. So we get into that a little bit in the episode, but... I think this was a a very cool and refreshing episode because um, we got a chance to talk to some artists that operate a little bit differently than your sort of, um, you know, normal band because these guys are brothers. They live together. Um, They're, you know, very much a dynamic duo. And also this is right on the cusp of them announcing a, a new member of their band. So very cool. Uh, I also heard through the grapevine that there's a very good possibility that they will be releasing new music next month, so keep an eye out for that. Um, So without further ado, let me kick you into this episode with a new song from our friends out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. This song is called Drifter. The band is called The Maguas. You already know them. We interviewed them earlier, uh, I believe last year. And uh, kick-ass dudes. So enjoy the episode, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you so much for coming. I guess we can just hop right into the interview too. And yeah, uh, thank you for having. Me. Yeah, of course, guys. Yeah, thank you for reaching out. It's always cool having like great bands reach out, and then you know I got somebody else to listen to. Because as much as I'd I'd like to know every band that's making sick music these days, it's it's tough between a job and like working on my own band and stuff. Most exactly. of the time, I'm I got my head in our you know Spotify numbers and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. stuff, so. So um, the first thing I always like to do on every episode is just have because uh, we don't do any video. So just to have like uh, the the name to the voice sort of thing. So I want you guys to introduce yourself. So I know you got a really cool story. So uh, for everybody listening, you're going to be very surprised because there's only two guys in this band. So it sounds like way more. They sound like they're fully stocked like Slipknot. So <laughs> I'll hand it over to you guys. So my name is Vince. Um... And I play bass right now, I record bass, but I still write like, you know, on other instruments as well for the band. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm Tav, and yeah, we basically, uh, I'm the singer and guitarist live, but I mean, we, we pretty much cover all the grounds, you know what I mean? I've been drumming since I was like six, seven years old. 
So in the studio, I drum and I do the vocals and guitars and whatnot. But uh, we pretty much just write on everything together and just, you know, hopefully make it work as best as we yeah, can. Fill all the gaps until it makes a song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I think you guys missed an important part. You're brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's so true. Like, we forget, you know, like, since we're brothers, like, we don't think about that fact. But then we tell people, they're like, oh, wait, you're brothers. Like, you're in a band together. It's so weird. Like, but we never think about, like, telling people. It's always something we forget. It's so funny. It's pretty useful for, like, practice and stuff, though, because we live together. So yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's not like, oh, shit, man, I got to bring all my stuff to your place. No, exactly. exactly. You don't have to I'll, meet, I'll meet you in the basement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He lives upstairs. I live downstairs. We meet in the middle. We're all nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. And uh, it doesn't sound, I guess, by from the way you guys are interacting, I'm not gathering that you, you have like an oasis relationship. Like this is actually like a functional working relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fights happen like any other like relationship of any means, obviously. But like, no, no, he's my brother's my best friend. So it's really cool to work like in a band with somebody that you really appreciate. So it's cool. So had, were you guys a project before Second Harbor or were you in other bands that didn't include your sibling before this? Well, um, I kind of started before he did. I, I sort of dragged him into this like later on. Yeah, but, we, um, we have a year and a half difference between our age. So there's just that one point where he was like in high school and he was like meeting other dudes that played music and stuff. So he was like playing music with those guys. And then, yeah, he dragged me into it like after that. Like <laughs> when I got to high school, it was like, okay, cool. Now you're going to learn to play an instrument because you need to be in this. So Exactly. You know, like and when age really matters, like if you're like a grade eight, kid you can't hang out with the grade seven kid. oh for sure not yeah and you you wouldn't like that's not cool like yeah, exactly so. so back then i mean not really then um but yeah by the time we were like i was think maybe like 14 he was like 12 13 and i started teaching him bass um he wasn't great at guitar so we just swapped on to bass because in pop punk you know what i mean you can manage you know <laughs> so um starting teaching that and yeah i mean it just progressed into like a couple different band names and whatnot with different people just trying stuff out really trying different genres of music and we kind of found our own sound you know maybe two three years back um changed our name to second harbor and then we just started on this stuff together you know we've had uh, we've worked with other people in second harbor but really like our releases it's just been like vince and i writing these parts together and writing these writing these songs and like really working on a relationship together to to come out with a product that we're happy with so yeah and so uh, what's that situation look like when you guys are playing live? Live? Um, we had a member who was primarily a live member in the past where he would be our drummer, essentially. And uh, Vince was on bass, um, and I would be singing and playing guitar. And um, we sort of parted away with that member right before COVID hit, actually. So we haven't really had to worry too much about, like, the live shows, yeah. you know? Yeah. Up here in Montreal, we live, like, Things are still really slowly reopening. Like we don't. Have, I know in the states, there's like a lot of shows going on already. Like starting back it's up. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild how fast things just open up. They're just like, Absolutely. you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay. Flood gates are open now. Yeah. Yeah. But here it's still like slowly opening up. But actually, we do have um, a new member that we're gonna announce in the coming weeks, and um, someone we really vibe with really well. Um, he writes his own stuff. He's been at it for a while. And, you know we. We sort of crossed paths when we were younger and, you know, tried to, to jam together. We were a little mature. We were all like 14 years old, whatever. So, yeah. but um, we sort of reconnected and, you know, we really vibe well together. So we're, we're starting like uh, this machine back up again with them really soon. So that's really cool. And um, yeah, Vince is actually going to hop onto drums live. I'm going to hop onto bass live. I'm going to take his place. And then a new member is going to be a backing vocalist and guitarist. But he's also a multi-instrumentalist. So honestly, we just like, we have this very chaotic like workspace, right? Where we mm -hmm. all can just jump on anything we want really and just create something together. So it's going to work like in a pretty cool way, a pretty abnormal way, but like it, it'll certainly never, ever get boring. So yeah, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. And now I, I know you have to stick on vocals, but God, have you guys ever shifted like mid-live performance? You're <laughs> like shifted instruments? Not yet. I mean, that's... Okay. <laughs> Because in a 30-minute set, usually you're like 45, yeah. whatever. We don't really have time. But yeah, you just like say some stage banter. You're like, hey, like we're Second Harbor. Like we have 30 minutes, so we're going to play our songs. We're going to play all the songs <laughs> that we can fit right now in here so you guys can hear them and that's I, about it. This yeah. one's called Blank. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it would be something like we can do in the future for sure, especially if we do longer sets and whatnot. This new, um, this new member we have, his name is Jake. Like he's really talented at vocals and stuff also. He does his own stuff, so – 
like no problem having him like yeah, do a song, do a, you know, vocals, like a cover yeah. with leading vocals or whatever, right? And I hop on drums and then Vince hops on bass or guitar or anything like that. Like, you know, I think we'll, we'll be versatile enough to be able to do that stuff in the future and we have more time for sure. That's cool. I think it was, uh, it may have been Nirvana one time or some, some other like, you know, big band back when they had sort of those um, sort of bandstand uh, kind of like TV shows where the bands would be playing but you know it'd be all like lip synced and yeah, stuff and, like, just, like, out there performing and not really yeah playing yet. and like nirvana hated that idea and i, I know they had a, like a few instances and i think this is like one was german tv and i remember they just played like socially and they weren't even playing along with the song that was pretty funny but another time i think it was either them or some other band just completely everybody just sw- swapped instruments oh, yes. and like we're just playing to like the sync tracks and like it was totally <laughs> off there you go <laughs> but but you know i mean i think gone are those days where they have like those sort of weird presentations I, and, like, so. seeing it live will actually be a testament to how good of musicians you guys are because yeah, exactly. like yeah like i remember like talking about that like i remember like you'd see like the smiths or like Dipashman back in the 80s and they would do those shows and like they didn't even have microphones like they it, like yeah. they were trying to pretend like you like they were literally just up there dancing and kind of singing along like, it's like come on like back in the 50s uh, like people didn't you know i don't think they got the idea of like audio and any sort of audio engineered so they're like wow like it's actually happening not to say those people were like stupider back then i'm just saying the technology and the information about that technology yeah. wasn't as readily available as it is today definitely but like now like we're like all right well like you know, we have the Super Bowl here, and they they lip sync those performances most of the time, and people yeah. will be like, "Oh, they lip sync." It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> imagine trying to like get the sound there to work, especially they're like running around the whole place, and like you know, yeah. like, in between like a hundred yards, you're just running everywhere. Like that would be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's yeah. like no duh, it's lip sync. But like, yeah. I don't know. I just find that so funny. Like, just going back to like the fact that you guys are actually able to you know do that and be versatile musicians i think is is super important anyways because you i'm sure it actually uh plays into you know how you might uh write songs yeah is it now is it all done by you guys i know you said you're you might be incorporating a new member soon but is it like entirely you guys yeah 100 percent. um that like i said like usually the way our process typically is um I'm going to write a guitar part or Vince a bass part. Even lately he's been writing some guitars as well. Then I'm going to hop on drums and we're going to create our instrumental together, uh, demo that, and then I'll hop on vocals and write over our demo. And that's how we've been doing it for the past couple songs and whatnot. So that's been like our, yeah, our weird process. But um, yeah, we've been like crafting these just literally just to, like I said, though, like my, my primary job was drums for like as long as I can remember. I swapped the vocals like three years ago. So I mean, if anything, I'm more, most comfortable on drums, so I still do that. You know, still have a fun time doing that and love recording and everything. So if I can't get to do it live, at least I get to, like, have that experience. So it's pretty cool. Um, and also for, like, just for writing, it's, like, it's hard for things to get boring when you can just switch everybody up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's going to bring a new idea because you're just like, oh, I haven't played guitar in, like, a week. And then you pick it up and you write something. Mm-hmm. It's like, it can't be – it won't be the same part as somebody else would come up. So it's, like, it makes things really diverse, like, in the group, which is really cool. I feel like it, it also probably holds more weight because there's only two of you. So like if, um, you know, I'm a bassist, so I'll write demos all the time and stuff, but I just know that what I'm going to probably produce won't be the same as, you know, maybe the other two guitars just because like there's two of them and there's, you know, like they both have unique uh, abilities and um, I try my best of course, but you know, like I'm, I'm a slave to the four strings. So like, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> you know, that stuff like brings a nice fresh perspective. Like I always remember as a kid, I used to watch a lot of like making of album, like videos and whatnot. Like, on Oh, YouTube. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. I grew up loving Ben Shenfold and like, I just remember their drummer writing parts a lot of the time where it was like, it was simplistic stuff, like just chugging a zero on a drop D guitar. But then like, it would come up with the coolest part of a song where it just works. Even yeah, though the, the rhythm was amazing. Exactly. So like yeah. the guitarist would have like thrown it out immediately because it would be like, oh, it's too simple. It's too cheesy or whatever. But he didn't really have a like knowledge of like what was acceptable or not sort of in that world on guitar. So he just went with what he felt like and it just created like one of my favorite songs. So like just having that nice perspective on stuff that's like different than other people can like really make a song, you know? 
Yeah, and being open to it too. I mean, you guys kind of have to be because you're you're related. <laughs> but... That was like the biggest problem at the beginning. Like that was like the thing that would clash on the most. Like was you know you get you get so attached to a part when you write it. It's like mm-hmm. it's a piece of you that you're giving out and that you want to show the world. And then once yes. someone criticizes it, it's like oh, it hurts your heart, you know. So it's like you have to like learn to get over that and just be like, this is a part that I'm putting out. But if nobody likes it, nobody likes it. And that's the end of that. We have to move on. You can't like hold on to every part because then we would end up with like mismatched songs that didn't make sense just because we were trying yeah. to get all the parts that we were all attached to. It's like you can't be doing that. You have to do what's best for the song. That was really like the only source of conflict as yeah. when we were younger, especially. Now we're always pretty much on the same page. These past couple songs have really just that's great. easily and naturally. Yeah. Um, but in the past, it was like when we were like kids, it was just really writing stuff and then since we were two, there was like no tiebreaker, right? So it'd be like my word versus his kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just like, you know, try to navigate those waters like kind of difficult. But at this point, we're on the same page, which is really cool. We know where we're going and what our sound is and what we enjoy. So it's a nice, we have a nice flow at the moment, you know? Yeah. So l- let's get into that. So um, at least from what I'm able to see on Spotify, you guys have been around for, you know, since 2019. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's usually a, a period before you go ahead and record your first thing. Well, that's actually becoming more uh, uncommon or I guess more common is, you know, just like releasing a single and then kind of like creating a band around that because people can self-produce yeah, yeah. these days. Exactly. But um, yeah. So like what was the history leading up to before you guys uh, recorded your first single? And I'm, I'm sorry, the name's escaping me right now. I wrote it down somewhere, but yeah, first single was uh, short sighted. It was like yeah. in 2019 for uh, EP um, transparent that came out. But yeah, it's because essentially like we had, you know, a couple band names and whatnot before then. And when we decided to sit down really like with this batch of songs that became transparent, we narrowed it down to those five and like decided to record those. That's when we changed our name. We were like, it's appropriate to do that now. So we could put this out. You know what I mean? Um, but before then it was just like mishmash of bands and different people coming in and jamming. We jam with a person for two weeks, but then we'd swap it up, have another person. And then, uh, even as kids, like early on, Vince wasn't necessarily part of certain bands and whatever. And it's just like, you know, really like just trying to find out who, what kind of person we worked with properly and, uh, who we were as like working musicians, you know what I mean? Like, cause I don't think people understand the level like how close you can get to someone working with them artistically. Like a lot of people don't really have uh, an understanding of how that goes. But like, like Vince was saying, if you're putting your heart and soul to something and then you have these other people critiquing, critiquing it, sorry. Um, some people can go about it certain ways that you vibe with and you can like, you know, learn and grow from it. Other people, not so much. They'll just bash on you. So you don't necessarily work with those people. There's like, there's a lot of different variations of people that you can work with and like, whether uh, you find the appropriate people to work with or not is really cha- challenging for like, you know, anybody, especially when you're a teen and you're growing up yourself, you don't even like necessarily know who you are yet. So trying to find people who you vibe with and grow with simultaneously is like really difficult. Yeah. Cause you don't want that person to just be like a work partner too. You know what I mean? You want to get along, yeah. especially if like eventually yeah. you are on the road with them. It's like, you want to be friends with the person, you know, like you might work well with the person, but you also want to be able to, you know, like go hang out, grab like a slice of pizza or something and just have exactly. a good time. Like, and so it's really hard to find that. And um, yeah, so the EP was kind of a result of like hundreds of songs, like being written. <laughs> so there were like, parts that were like, okay, these are like good enough to actually be like songs that we can release. But yeah, it was just like years of just learning. Because, yeah. you know, when you start exactly, you just like, you start by playing covers with people and then you're like, okay, like we sound good together as a band. And then somebody mm-hmm. ends up writing a little guitar part or something somewhere. And it slowly starts becoming like your own original material. But it just that takes such a long time to kind of find your own sound. So you're not like, Oh, here's my blink imitation. It's like, no, no, this, yeah. <laughs> this is second harbor. So that just that alone took like a really, really long time to develop. Yeah. I feel like that was so common. And obviously, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm 26 now, so I obviously don't know a lot of people in like middle school when I, you know, when I started, like, um, you know, I feel like kids aren't uh you know joining bands as much these days but also that but um there's also like i feel like people are sort of skipping that step that we kind of kind of took uh back in the day where it was like you do you you know start off only covers yeah and then like 
work in one song, original song, you know, play like a few shows, like not like shows going to venues, but like, you know, just in somebody's backyard or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then eventually you get to the point where you can, you know, write your own stuff. But like, I think the technology is a lot more accessible and a lot cheaper these days. Like I'm running my, you know, microphone through a little focus, right. That's like this big and fits on my desk and fits into my laptop. And with that, I can record basically anything because I have an audio input. Yeah. And so it's just like crazy. And so I feel like people are kind of moving into that step of just like, I'm going to just make my own music now because I can. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't need a you don't need a producer. You don't need a full studio. Just yeah, do that. Also, like you know, you like just think about like how expensive a drum set is, and you get to insane. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous when you can just plug into your guitar, like you said, to the Focus, right? You buy a few plugins, and you're good to go. You can record like a ridiculously amount, like high quality music. Like you really don't yeah. do much anymore. So it's like yeah, you skip that step. Personally, I think it's an important step to take. Like you're you're just gonna find out maybe who you are. Like. Yeah. a little bit deeper but like yeah. yeah it's well it's practical though because it brings a lot more people to uh music which is kind of cool because more people to express themselves maybe stuff will be even better so yeah it's just uh, it's weird it's like almost like i feel like i'm a part of like a, a different generation even though you know maybe there's like only 10 years in between that but um yeah i'm like trying to think of you know back when i started we just were doing like ramones covers and now yeah. there's kids who are like you like one song like a, a green bay song or whatever and you yeah. work that song the whole night and all you're doing is rehearsing that one song until your fingers are literally like blistered like mm-hmm. that's all you do and then after that you're like okay now we're like pretty good we were all on the same tempo for once like oh, yeah <laughs> so yeah those are some of the songs that like i still remember today like i haven't really learned like a new song by somebody in a while just because you know we've been doing our own stuff and i'm like i want to make sure i remember that because we haven't had a show in over a year and a half yeah at this (laughs) point like yeah learning when i practice guitar is when i'm writing new parts for other stuff it's not like learning blink songs or whatever anymore like yeah that's been a while for sure yeah like that shit doesn't. I, I don't impress myself playing like the <laughs> the um the long view bass riff anymore. Like, exactly. right there. Yeah, like there's only so many times I can play that. It's so funny. Yeah, like I remember. Like there's just specific moments. Like I remember "Dear God" by Event Shuffle. There's like was the turning point for me on bass. I learned to, like that song on bass, and I was like, okay, now I can actually play my instrument. Like I was like, there's just that one. It's like I feel like that's just such a moment that like any musician has had where there's just like. At turning point, that one song that you heard you played and you were like, oh, okay, wait, I can actually play now. I can actually yeah. like do some stuff. Like this isn't just like fooling around with friends anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty decent. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not playing uh, Back in Black by, DC, by ACDC anymore. <laughs> the three-note three song on bass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's just so funny that you guys sort of, you know, shared the same um, upbringing in, you know, music musically uh how old are you guys by the way i'm 22 i'm 20 so yeah we're nice. pretty close in age you know at this point we're starting to get up there starting to get old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah no I, I think it was really important to have that same like sort of upbringing it was like a nice experience and it definitely is the reason why we happen to be so close now and we're able to work so well together we've experienced so many obstacles already even though we don't have the most experience necessarily like we've been through a lot together musically so you know, from learning a cover that doesn't vibe on vocals, that doesn't work, so then we have to change, learn something new. Certain frustrations, like with writing parts together, you know. A lot of people have digital bands now where they, like, have one member located in one place and yeah. you know, others located elsewhere. And if you can make that work, that's awesome. Um, for us, you know, we, we did a little bit of that and it didn't work out amazing for what we were trying to do. So the fact that we can do this together in person and our new members located pretty close to us as well and we can do all this in person is, like, it's a big deal and it's really yeah. we're, we're blessed to be able to do that kind of stuff together and to really like experience that writing process in the same room you know like that sort of old school kind of way and, and like you were talking about earlier when like uh, people aren't joining bands anymore it's like just us like searching for like members it's like it's nearly impossible like it's it's so difficult to find people because yeah because of money because of like the music taste whatever the reasons are it's like there's so many obstacles to find people it's like nearly impossible we live like right beside Montreal. It's like, it's a big city. Like yeah. if you're like anywhere else, you're kind of, you know, you're like, it's a lost cause. Forget about it. You won't find anybody. Like, it, was, it took us a long time to find somebody that we finally vibe with. and We're happy now, but it's just like, 
that took a really long time. So, yeah. Glad you guys got it. Yeah. It, it's like, it's weird. Cause I feel like we're at the age where, um, it's a very much a turning point for people who are, you know, have been like casual musicians for a while and just like, I, I don't have the time, you know, maybe they're starting a job, maybe they're, you know, just like you start, you know, renting yourself and, you know, the money's just not right at the time. And it's like this in music, so expensive too. So it's just like, crazy. it's just another thing that like adds up and, um, you, you know, really, you'll you really gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. The people who stick with it are, you know, the people who are kind of in it for the love of the game and like, yeah, you know, that those are the people who you're going to see performing live on like Friday nights and Saturday nights at, you know, bars just like giving it their all because, you know, they, they'll work like a 40 hour week and then like this is their shit. Like this exactly. is their time. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it's like even if like it wasn't to like work out, you know, like couldn't live off like this as a job. It's like catch us doing this until the day we die. Like this is just what I love. Yeah. To do. I, I just I, I love being in a basement with like, you know, just our instruments. It's simple. I like it. I just, I live for it. That's all I do. It, it, it has nothing to do with anything else. Like the, all the other parts are, would be awesome perks. I'd love to be able to live off this. Like it'd be awesome. But otherwise if I can, it's like, uh, it's too bad, but I'm still going to stick with it. I'm going to keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. It's just what I love. It's, it's not like it's we, it's not like we started a pop punk band to make a killing financially. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. it's not uh it's not 2012 anymore no, it's, it's not a, we're aware of this yeah <laughs> but uh that's that's very cool guys so um just keep everything going i, w- I want to hear um and you guys were actually pretty busy despite uh you know sort of the pandemic and so you guys i know you released a few uh singles last year and then didn't you you release something recently right yeah actually vibrant a couple uh at this point two months two back months and um yeah, I mean, Vibrant to me is really our second single after Four Leaf Clover, which came out last November, where it was like, this is our sound now. Yeah. This is who we are. Um, so that first EP we did, we had our live drummer play some lead guitars and whatnot. He had a couple parts sprinkled in there. So it was like, even though we were writing the majority of stuff together, like Vince and I, it was still a different experience. You know, we had a lot of different, like, um, like sounds that we wanted to explore in that EP and stuff. And like, like he said, it was a bunch, it was a hundreds of songs really condensed into like these five, like mishmash. Yeah, you can see the genres like change a little bit throughout exactly. the EP. Like it's a little, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I gathered that today. I was, I was listening today and um, yeah, the, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what you guys might call that or, or similar list, you know, sounding genre, but like, obviously we have the Midwest in uh, the States and like Midwest emo like no doubt you guys have some elements in there. And then of course it, you know, kicks in back into pop punk, a little bit of, you know, uh, some sprinkling of grunge in there. Of course, indie, we can't, you know, can't disagree with that for sure. But yeah, it's very cool. It's not, it's not just like, Oh, this is pop punk, like like beating the shit out of a drum for the sake of it. Yeah. (laughs) So that whole thing was like an amalgamation of like all our influences and whatnot, just trying to fit that all into an EP. But, like, after that, you know, we took a, a good breather and, like, really, once it was especially just purely us two, we took the time to find our sound. We released, uh, we wrote really quickly and released Four Leaf Clover, which worked out really well, you know. And we came out with Vibrant recently, which is a song we absolutely love. Um, yeah, we, and, like, those two songs, like, just Four Leaf and Vibrant, like, they're, they're, like, really similar songs as in, like, the sound that we have. It's, like, we, as soon as he wrote Vibrant, it was the same thing as one of it was like four leaf we were like oh, okay so we can keep writing like this like it wasn't just like a, a one-off it's like this is clearly the sound that we want to go for because it just happened naturally like we weren't yeah. pushing to write like four leaf it just happened to be that like it sounded the same so we we're like okay cool these are the same types of songs and this is what we're, we want to do for the future so. exactly and our music theory is like at a fat zero so like yeah, <laughs> yeah just like whatever sounds nice to us like we just try to construct chords i don't know he knows a couple chords i literally don't know a chord but we just try to come up with what sounds cool and then yeah, what keep, sounds cool it to keeps us. things weird but like yeah and uh you know that's why like we have bizarre parts sometimes and stuff where it could sound cool but like you know, probably nobody could even figure out what the fuck I was doing on guitar at a certain point. Yeah. But, you know, it sounds nice to us and we're happy with it. So, yeah, we have like this this sound that we're, that's really it's just it's us. So uh, and as long as we're on the same page and we're happy with the stuff we write, that's what we want to put out. We have our new single that's going to come out um, in 
probably October, I'd say, or it's uh, it's already written. We're going to record. It's been like tricky with the recording stuff because of COVID. Mm. Um, we still have some of those kind of obstacles. Uh, they're on the way out, but like it still exists here, you know? Yeah. Um, because we record with a producer in Montreal, essentially, so we have to, you know, set up shop over there. But um, yeah, no. So I, I think we we have our sound. We're really happy with it. And those two last singles that we've put out are really like, this is us. And if you want to know what we sound like, it's like take those six minutes, listen to both songs, and like you'll know if you vibe with us or not. If you don't vibe with these songs, then you won't, and that's it. And if you do, then like you know, buckle in because this is what we're putting out. You know, this is what we want to keep doing this is what we love you know how would you guys say you've changed the most since starting this project um i think assuming you guys aren't stagnant and like it it sounds like you've you know sort of come into your own on uh you know what you want to do musically well when when we released the ep i couldn't even play guitar so like like i I, you know i I used some power chords it was like really simple and straightforward and now like you know, I, I'm not like one of those guys that knows a bunch of riffs or whatever, but I can like I can play guitar, I can write parts, I can like think creatively to write on a guitar, which is like just another like massive tool that I added. So that's like for me the biggest change was that personally. Yeah, we're um, just more versatile overall. I mean, like we've both learned a lot, like experience wise as well as instrument wise. Um, our dynamics change a lot, where especially since it's just us two, yeah, we just have a different way of writing. You know, we we don't sit down as a band kind of thing. We would just sit down as us two as brothers and just come up with certain instruments and then keep piling on sort of like layering onto our songs. Right. And then, um, on top of that, like our things ever changing, like it's always developing and growing. We don't necessarily like we've written these two songs in a similar process, but like who's to say in a month, we won't write a song with our new member, especially who, you know, where, um, Vince is going to be like, writing some drum parts or whatever. This happens all the time. Actually, this new song we're going to put out um, in the coming months, Vince wrote the lead guitars for, um, you know, for a good chunk of it. He wrote, like, he, he wrote the initial rhythms that we used in the actual song. So, like, just our, our dynamics really changed and evolved and grown. And I think it always keeps growing, you know what I mean? We used to, like, literally, it was, we would go into, like, the, the band, like, practice room, and we'd all sit down, and, like, he'd get on drums, it would be, like, bassist, guitarist. It would just, like, okay, let's try to write something. It's like, that's cool and all, but like, yeah. the thing is, it's so much pressure that like, it's most likely not the best stuff that you're putting out. So like the, for the two last parts, it's literally just been like, uh, for four leaf, I just started playing that bass part, like the ba- intro bass part, like super randomly out of nowhere. And he just heard it. He's like that, like we need that right now okay, yeah. around that, you know, and then we slowly like build onto it and built the whole song. And then, um, I don't remember how vibrant started. But in general, just we used to have these egos when we were kids. You know yeah, what I mean? Like who would write the part first? Exactly. <laughs> like it was a yeah. to see who could get parts into the song. But at this point, since it's just us two, we're just really honest with each other and we tell each other what we like and don't like. So yeah. it's about getting the best parts in the song and not getting your personal parts. We uh, we used to like credit uh, on our, our first release, at least like specific songs with specific people like who add mm. or whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, since, since Four Leaf and Vibrant, whatever, like now it's just, it's second harbor of these yeah. songs. Cause it's just, even let's say if I write 80% of the stuff that gets into this song, like we both split this experience halfway. He put in as much work regardless of what put in, or like if it's the opposite, whatever, you know, we all put in the same amount of effort and work and time. Yeah, Cause just being there to like make the decisions on what's going in and stuff is adding to the process. You can't like take that out of the process. So it's like, yeah. it, it contributes to contribute, sorry, like a huge part of it. So yeah, we just decided it's like no, this is just second harbor. This is how it is. Like if new members come in, cool they're in the process, and that's it. It's that simple. It doesn't matter how much they write. It's about like just being there in yeah. the process and working on it. And we're making a, a song as a group. It's like it's that that's simple. yeah. That's what's a nice time that we have like this really good relationship with this new member and stuff. We really want to be like brothers with anyone who's in our band. If we're gonna share you know, our progress, our growth with you and stuff. A dirty van. Yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to share all this stuff with you, we want to really have like an experience with this person where it's like, it's not just come here and do your work and then go home. We want to be able to like have that like family vibe, sorry, together, like to just really grow as a unit. So like the fact that we did find someone now who we can do that with is, is really amazing. It's perfect for like our situation, and especially since we're all multi-instrumentalists. 
there are no like hurt feelings when people move around or when someone says, Oh, I want to try writing on bass. You yeah, know? And all our newest best parts are just written when we're all hanging out. Like we're just like hanging out as buddies and then like one's gonna be playing an acoustic guitar and then just get, somebody's gonna point like that. Like, you know what we want that, right? And like it's really it's that straightforward. It's just about like being relaxed, having that relaxed mindset, and you'll eventually something will come out that's like good and then we all vibe with it and we're like, Okay, let's work with that, like whatever it is, you know, it's just Yeah. Because, yeah, forcing it is not the best, in my opinion. Like, it's just... It, not for us. It rarely, yeah, exactly. For us, it really doesn't work. It, it's not our best work at all. Yeah, yeah you got to think of it like almost like homework. I mean, that's not that's not a fun way to think of it. But, uh, you know, if you want to make it a music career and not a music hobby, you know, there has to be some work outside of the general day-to-day practices. So, like you know, going home and, and working on a riff that, you know, maybe everybody agreed on in practice or like that somebody showed or, uh, you know, maybe even taking the time to like record it yourself and put it on that track. Like that's, that's sort of the new way of working with bands because, you know, you can't, it, it's not like the seventies with like the Beatles where like, they're just like, Hey, our job is being musicians and like we get fair pay. And then you, they take like, six days to write one song and then eventually you know like you fuck off and play the song or something like i don't, I don't know like exactly. that's not how life works these no. days. and especially now you can just record a demo so quickly that you yeah. you know sometimes you record the demo then you're like oh you know what i don't like this chunk you cut out the chunk and put a new one it's like it's literally that simple like you could just cut up you could also copy and paste it exactly <laughs> which is amazing great we don't say that Exactly. It's not a tape that it's like, oh, we're almost out of tape. We're like, oh, you were off time. It's like, it doesn't matter. Just cut it out, put a new piece in, and let's see how that works. So, yeah. yeah, I'm like, my, my integrity goes, my musical integrity goes way down when I'm recording a demo. The, the quickest, the better. Like, <laughs> no, it's because exactly, like, that's another thing. People wonder why, like, music used to be, like, simpler. It's like, yeah, because they had to record everything live. Like, that's so much mm-hmm. stuff that, like, yeah, if you messed up a part, you could mess up a whole recording, and then it's like, oh well, we're out of tape, so we can't do anything. It's like yeah. that's pretty bad. Yeah. So of course you kept it a little bit more on the simple side and what you knew you could do because you don't want to like ruin the whole recording, you know. I think that makes live shows a lot more interesting though because like songs are so much more polished now and quantized and everything. Mm-hmm. I think when you have that live experience, that's really when you're able to like tell it what your band like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. practices together. They have like that that tight knit group. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can really tell that from a live show nowadays, so it makes them special. Or in some cases, you know, it really shows the lack of like, you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> lack of like feel within that group or whatever. But like, it can like make or break a band live. But I think it's a cool experience for a live show. You know, if anything, it gives more to that live aspect of the music stuff. So, yeah, it's so funny. I've been uh, I've been seeing people on uh, TikTok, like. I don't know why it's becoming a thing right now. I know it's it's a big thing with like Greta Van Fleet right now, but also just with like, um, I don't know, other bands playing live. I've seen people be like, oh, these guys suck live. And I'm like, this isn't a bad performance. I'm like, have you ever seen a live show? Like, There's that as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, it's it, like listening to a recording, like a recording, it's you can't just judge like a live recording. It's definitely not going to sound like the album. You can't expect that. Yeah. And like every person... <laughs> Like there's some bands that you're gonna listen to like a live recording and be like, oh, it's like it's a little pitchy or like you know whatever. But you yeah, and in person, but they're an amazing band because the energy they give to the crowd is like so phenomenal that it's like being there is the, the whole experience itself. It's like even if they're like not the best musicians, it doesn't matter because they're like they're just such good performers, which is like yeah. that you know, is so. the downside. Is because at this point everybody's ears are tuned to like the sound of auto tune and you know pitch correct. Yeah. So like. Literally, for example, the Event Channel released an album, their most recent album, where they didn't use any autotune. And granted, regardless of like anyone's thoughts on Event Channel, like the guy's a great singer, but it didn't cut it as much as their older albums, just because of the fact that like everybody's expecting that sort of like that autotune sound. You know, it has a exactly. clean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. having that like changes stuff up. But also, we have, we have to take into consideration for like the live stuff that like. Some kids literally went from 12 to 14 with no live shows because of COVID. So, like, those ages where you start, like, That's developing true. and, like, going to see concerts. Like, <laughs> I did, yeah. Like, people have missed, like, two years of that. You know what I mean? That's true. So, at this point, you're 14. You're, like, weird. very well aware of the internet stuff. But, like, you've never seen someone live. And even, like, live performances on online are, like, 
heavily edited the majority of the time. You become obsessed with a band online, but like by the time that COVID was over, you're not obsessed with them anymore. Like you don't even really exactly. care what they're releasing. Like I think yeah. Mark Tom and Travis show by Blink was like, I love that album, but at the same time, I think it's a compilation of like dozens of shows. Like I think they chopped mm-hmm. every like, that, There's tons of mistakes. Is yeah. it is it great? Hell yeah, it's amazing. I love listening to that exactly. every time. I think, yeah, certain people don't know what goes into the live shows. And they don't know that like edited live shows are edited. They think they're just that great. And they yeah. personally like, oh, that was a shit night. And it's like, no, nah, you just have to have like realistic expectations, you know? Yeah, like I mess up every single live show. Not horribly, but I mess up a little bit it's, every single live it's show. Human, it's, it's impossible to not make at least one mistake. It's it's yeah. seriously nearly impossible because there's something unexpected. You're like when you're just practicing in a practice room, like the thing is you're not gonna get as sweaty. You're not gonna have. I'm not. Like, I'm not throwing myself around. <laughs> I'm not doing the same stuff because it's just impossible. It's not the same energy. When you get on stage, it's like the adrenaline, like your heart's pumping. You're going to like 180 BPM, yeah. like running around. It's like, oh, I dropped a pick or like something happened. It's like something unexpected. You, of course, you're gonna make a mistake, but it's mm-hmm. fine. It's like that's another thing that shows like a good musician is who can recover. It's like yeah. if yeah. you know somebody were just to like play and stop and be like, oh, where am I? It's like, well, clearly you haven't practiced your song enough. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you should know your song like, you know, backwards, frontwards, whatever. Inside like you should out. know inside out. Yeah. Yeah. It like shit happens live, but like if you, if you can recover, like you, you practice, like we get it, yeah. you know, exactly. but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm actually like this is probably the first time in my life where I'm, I'm I have no nerves about live music returning. Like I'm just I'm so I've been so tuned into it and so ready for it that I'm like I I don't even think I'll have like the butterflies in my stomach this time. Like I I would always do it no matter how much I practice, no matter how many times I play live, which isn't like a crazy amount. I don't want you guys to think like I've toured the world because that's certainly not the case. But um, like, you know, it, I used to get like kind of like as if you're going to go public speak, you know, like the, those kind of like, oh, shit. Like I'm not at all anymore. I'm just I'm ready to rage. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I feel so like ready. Two kinds of bands during quarantine, like those that like fell off, which were there were a lot of that like sort of just didn't do anything. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, to, you know, to, to be fair, though, like a lot of them couldn't get together. And if they, if anything, if we didn't live together, we wouldn't necessarily like been able to make it work. But like, there are a lot of people like artists in general, not even just bands, but like, you know, I know a good amount of tattoo artists, stuff like that, who just like took the time to be able to really practice and hone in on their craft during the time off. So like a lot of people really just grew with the quarantine, like for us as well, like you said, we're excited to get back out there and literally just like, Put on a better show than we've ever put on with no rust like regardless of the fact that we haven't played in a while like we know we're absolutely gonna like rip it harder than we've ever ripped it especially with a new lineup and everything like yeah we just can't wait to get back out there so yeah i love that i love that attitude i think i think uh more bands and i don't want to speak on behalf of like every band like because that's just stupid but um like i think more bands should just have like this aggressive attitude towards like doing shit like especially now especially in our genre uh no one's gonna do anything for you unless you pay them like that's just that's what it is uh our our music does not make the money and the revenue that it used to so like there's no favor is going to be handed out um so like i love the fact that people are just like i'm gonna go as hard as i can and do all this shit because I, i think that's what the you know quote unquote scene needs is just like yeah. people who have this sort of upfront attitude about being in a band doing it right and you know giving fans what they want of course at the end of the day what what really matters is that you guys are happy mm-hmm. but you should all you know like having uh some fans to you know sort of show your best self to after a whole year and a half not being able to do it like I, I feel confident that that it, you know what I'm gathering from this conversation is that you guys are definitely going to do it justice. Absolutely, yeah, we're going to do our absolute best to like keep practicing and just working really hard to make sure we deliver that best possible thing. And like you said, you know, having that attitude, it's really awesome that we were able to meet Jake where he has the same vibe as us, the yeah. same like attitude towards working. Yeah, he's an and absolute workhorse. You know, yeah. yeah I'll bleep, I'll bleep his name out if this episode drops before you're announced. No, no, it's all, I'll bleep that. Yeah. For the people who listen to like who will listen to this episode and everything when we like promote it and whatnot, they'll be able to like, you know, get excited about what we're gonna drop in yeah, the future. But um yeah, no, so like for him, 
like it or not, even with whatever we told him about our band and what he's heard, it's still like, we're basically essentially saying, oh yeah, do you want to join a band where you're going to have to put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work, and you're going to have to financially fund this band as well and get paid zero mm-hmm. dollars for a little while? <laughs> That's yeah. not, not only get paid zero dollars, they spend a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you tell that to someone and they're like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm in. That's when you know, like, they have the same love for the craft as you do. So you're, that's an artist right there. Exactly. Like, he's an artist. I can tell you. Yeah. Like, we're all gonna put in that amount of work and that amount of heart into our stuff. And when it does pay off, and to what degree, whatever, we're gonna have, we're gonna be able to split it three ways. You know what I mean? All have that success shared together. So it's gonna be really something yes. special. So, yeah, I mean, we're lucky enough to be able to, to share that with a, a new person now. You know, have that uh, yeah, nice experience. experience alone. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you know, like when we're going to be able to go on tour and stuff, it's just like, just that makes everything worth it. Like, it's just, those are things that not many people on this planet could say they've experienced and like lived through and just like getting that close to someone or like people. And then just like being able to perform and like give yourself creatively to people. is just like, it's something that most people will never be able to like do or like understand, which is just really cool experience for us to have. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we started so sort of late that we only had like four shows before the pandemic um and so like i'm what i'm looking forward to most is like at least one person in the crowd knowing the lyrics to our songs like that's gonna be just a a wild thing to me because like yeah i've been in bands where we've just played out live so much that like people know us because it's just like we played locally Mm -hmm. and like my friends would come to every show but like people who know our songs who i've never met may end up showing up to these shows yeah and that's just gonna blow my mind that Crazy. there's other people out there outside of my friend group that listen to our music that i didn't have to like personally reach out to yeah exactly like the crazy that's crazy is like when you know people just reach out to our band page and like write a nice message about how like our song helped them or something and we're like what like it's huge it's crazy it's like it's, it's amazing it's like it's the best feeling in the world like there's no better feeling than knowing that something that we put out that just meant something to us you know it was just like something that we put together because we thought it was cool and somebody was like hey that really helped me it was it's like okay yeah. like you know we think about it like oh okay the self-titled by blink it was like something like an album that really like you know, got me through some stuff and whatnot. It's like, but it's Blink-182. It's like, okay, well, we're second harbor and somebody's saying, yeah. oh, that's crazy. I, yeah. Like, never would have thought that would happen. It's just, yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. That's just music, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so guys, we are uh, coming up on time. So I want to leave time for the last two questions. Uh, let me see if I get this right. So the drinking age in Canada is 18, right? Yes, sir. I mean, some, so, I think it's 17 or 16 in Ontario, I think. No, uh, no, no, it's 19. Oh, it's, my bad. Yeah, it's okay. up. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, that's absolutely lawless. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but so um, do you guys consume alcohol? He doesn't. I'm do. actually straight edge. So that's really? That's 100% straight edge. Never done anything, like never smoked, done any drugs, alcohol. But that's like a personal choice. I don't have anything against people to do it like, at all. I'm not one of those like anti-drug people or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's literally just like, for me, it's a personal choice having to do with like, um, you know, some family lineage that had problems with like consumption. And um, I just want to be able to give like my kids a clean slate when the time comes in the future. So I like, and I have a very addictive personality in terms of like, like a lot of stuff like yeah. food and whatnot. So like, I just know that I'd fall way far down that rabbit hole. So like, I just kept myself from that. And um uh, yeah, so I just plan on never drinking. I'm super cool with that. There's never been a point in life where I've been like, oh, I'm missing out on this kind of stuff. So I'm like super content doing this, you know. Um, so yeah, just personally for me, my choice has always been to like avoid substance stuff. You know, I know I wouldn't vibe well with it. So and I'm partying a little. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that brings me to my my next question. We usually do like a beer of the week, but I, I always want to make sure I ask beforehand. Just to like, you know, so people don't feel like uncomfortable or feel like I'm an absolute idiot. Because I've asked people who are straight edge before on this, like clearly straight edge before on this, like, hey, what's your beer of the week? And they're like, uh, we just like went through a whole interview and I told you I was straight edge. <laughs> so, so Vince, I will, I will give you a beer of the week, but Xavier, I want to know. All right. So you said you like to eat a lot. Like, what <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
what is your crutch food that like you're let's say you're on tour and you're like we're we're hitting the road i need this like in the cup holder next to me while i'm driving yep crutch food i'm not entirely sure but i'll give you a better one as far as drinks go if you guys want to stay in the drink room you know i drink bubblies dude like like a mad oh yeah like you know those like those colorful cans like carbon yeah water? oh yeah Yo, I drink about four or five a it's day, ridiculous. every day. <laughs> a while back, I wanted to like cut back on soda. So I literally like, I started drinking those. I didn't like them, but like I drank them so much. Like that kind of, those coffee people that are like, oh, I don't like coffee, but then they get used to it kind of thing. I did the same thing with bubblies. So, yo, I just go through those like crazy. I feel like I only ever see you with a can. Like, like it'd be one of those things that like, if it was like his funeral, like the picture that they put beside him. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You're, yeah, was this guy sponsored by this? <laughs> the only reason I don't have one right now is because I got second dose of the Vax and I'm like dying, so I have a Gatorade instead. But like, aside from Smart. that, dude, always a bubbly in hand. Like, Vince makes fun of me. He does the imitation sound of yeah, me opening a can. Oh, it's all the time, That was actually really good. <laughs> like, 6 a.m. going to our, our workplace, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I need some like cold water to wake up, so I'm just going to bust one in the car real Every quick. Morning. Like,. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like my, my crutch wow. for sure. So, I mean, even though I don't drink drink, I go through more cans than pretty much anybody I could safely say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, hell yeah. All right, Vince, let's hear it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm straight Corona. I, I keep it simple, dude. Nice. Dude, that's good. To, corona Extra? What? A, what? A, I don't. I forget. There's like different types. They're all the same, though. Exactly. Like, <laughs> the, the classic one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The regular one. Exactly, the regular <laughs> one. The Corona flavor. Exactly. You can find pretty much anywhere. Dude, so yeah. So whatever you can yeah, find. Yeah. As soon as yeah. you start adding extra titles to that, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't need to overcomplicate. No, no, no. no. I don't. What about you? Um, What's your beer of the week? So, my, my, my beer of the week? Yeah, your personal beer of the week. Oh, man. Um, no, we're pressing the question on you. <laughs> yeah. Pushing it up. I've never had I've never had this turned on me. Um, Uno first card, dude. Black. There's some good ones, and I feel like I should I should know more than just like, oh, like the ones that you get at the grocery store. Like, still, dude, if that's what you want, yeah. then that's sick. You know, we've been trying to get sponsored by Rolling Rock for a while. Uh, by trying, I mean we just say their name every episode. And <laughs> like, you go, dude. That'll work eventually. Ha- yeah, haven't really done a whole lot. Um, <laughs> but you know what? They haven't answered my email, so fuck them. Um, <laughs> get out. You know what's really good is Lagunitas. I don't know if you guys get the – it's from uh, California. Um, it's pretty popular over here on the East Coast. It's just like regular IPA kind of thing. But, Honestly, you know, that's – when, when I've gone with Vincent to like, you know, the, the stores we have here that sell alcohol, like, um, there's like clearly a much smaller selection here than in the States for sure. Yeah. Well, like, it's cause here, I don't, really? Yeah. yeah. It's here. All the stores are government run. So it's like every, so it's not like, there's like, not a bunch yeah. of different stuff. It's like, well, there, I mean, you there can is, buy but like it's like wine and shit other places, but hard liquor yeah, like, is only government run. The places. only stores, it's like, there's one store name and it's cause it's only owned by the government. So that's why it's like, it's very like controlled whoa yeah yeah it's weird so like those specialty brew kind of things like they're not really that available if you're like yeah there's, there's i mean you can find stuff. them but it's like they're really specialty stores and they're like harder to find because yeah they have to like stay under certain limits and a bunch of stuff so yeah. it's like so some companies just don't even try because it's not worth it for them like not worth their time yeah interesting oh, a yeah. lot of regulations to circumvent here so yeah like you said but that's with food and pretty much everything here like i think legally you have to have like french writing warnings on the back of your food and whatnot so like in the states, that makes sense. you guys have like twenty kinds of pop tarts. Like here, we'll have like three. Dude. Yeah, because like, they don't want to do it. With them, so they're just like, ah, we give up. Like this is. We do the classics, and that's about it. The rest not. we get shafted for food and drink. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Wow. The, the trips to the states are much more fun. We get to like indulge in all <laughs> that, that food stuff. Yeah. Also, yeah. Congrats, you guys are my first band from Quebec. I think because uh, I've only had on. Ontario bands, uh, one one band that the guys were all originally from Ontario, but they now live in Alberta. So like, kind of close, you know, you know, like it's kind of, or I mean, it's cutting it close. I know Alberta is no in no way close. Yeah, to Ontario, yeah. But, literally the other side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm slowly learning the lay of land. Obviously, all, most of the bands are like centered around sort of you know the Toronto yeah, kind of yeah. area. Yeah. 
but yeah, very, very cool. All right. So, uh, last question for both of you guys and you feel free, both of you guys can have your own, um, answers, but I usually like to just spread the good word about, you know, any bands that are, you know, maybe smaller or, you know, medium to small size bands that everybody should know about that you guys, you know, have either played with or just like know of, you know, maybe they're from, uh, Montreal as well. Uh, yeah, so like, feel free to share some. Uh, maybe we'll we'll do like five bands a piece. I know it's tough to you know try to name everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't played with people in a while, so that, that just that sort of aspect fucked me up a little bit. Our, one of our last shows that we played was with um, Home Safe, which was really cool. Um, wow, those guys are sick. Yeah, it was a really cool, awesome experience. I fucked up and told them to get Home Safe at the end of the night, and then thought about it for hours on end. <laughs> But like innocently, like, hey guys, get home safe while we were dipping from the venue, and I was like, oh yo, fuck no. They probably hate me now. Legit. <laughs> but um, there was them, and I played that same show with Locket, which was really cool. Locket, yeah. I was gonna um, say, keep flying. Keep flying's a good one. We play with them, like, yeah. yeah. We interviewed uh John JJR John. Yeah, uh, he's actually he's from Long Island, from our uh, home yeah, state, New York. Woods. The yeah. nicest guys, like the sweetest guy. That, dude, dude, they're very cool. Hip. Oh my god, those guys get like seriously like the highest quality, one of the highest quality shows I've ever seen in my life. Out of like, anybody, yeah. I can't even like emphasize that enough. They're one of the best live bands I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen hundreds of bands. They're like one of the top ones, like top five easily. Seriously, amazing. It's unfortunate they're playing. I'm I'm out on Long Island right now at my uh, my girlfriend's family's house, and they're playing like an hour away from us, but on a day that I'm busy. Oh, <laughs> nice, fuck. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the worst. Dude. They're, they're really good. They're really really good. And yeah, the, the sweetest guys. Like they're the kind of guys that like you do one show with them and like they're going to tour with tons of different bands and they'll come back and they'll be they'll remember like everyone's name yeah they're just they'll, those guys like they'll like write you a thank you card and send it to your house exactly. <laughs> sweetest guys and yeah so they were, they were super cool we played there's one band called rich people that's that we yeah, played that's with that like blew our minds when we were younger like we were literally they were under 18 and i just turned 18 so i had to wait in the venue alone with our gear while like the other band members were like outside and shit in the snow and then they came and they joined. We played the show, and then finally the bar dude let us all stay together after our set, even though it wasn't like yeah. Get, that night was so funny too because it yeah. was they they made the like venue made a mistake, and we were supposed to play on a Saturday night on like one of the main streets in Montreal, and then they were like, oh, actually you're booked for Monday night. Like who goes out to see oh. a show of a small band on a Monday night? Like. Yeah. Well, so the the venue was like almost empty. It was literally in the band. snow. <laughs> exactly. It was like the bands watching the bands. You know what I mean? But it, that was like one of the bands that we saw live, and it was like, oh, this is like game changer. Like we need to get on this level to if we ever want to even have like a chance of making it because it's like they were just so good. Another band that's like fantastic live, like super yeah. emotional, and like you really feel their vibe throughout the shows. It's really yeah, it's also really really, really strong band. A couple times in case we crashed, which I know you guys interviewed. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you guys remind me you're in a very similar position to them, yeah. where you guys, you know, share songwriting duties yeah. and um, are you know multi instruments, but you know now you're incorporating a new member. Yeah, um, their their member Alex was telling me about how um that they have a drummer now. It's like located near you guys, I think. Um, so like they have that different kind of dynamic in the sense that they work like long distance when they're doing. Yeah, but it works super well for them, so that's super cool. And yeah, they're nice guys. We played yeah. them a couple times. Um, nice guys. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Honestly, there aren't that many bands that are. We've played with a lot of bands from here, but there's so like other genres and shit that we get like because mm. there aren't that many local bands that. We yeah, play no, there aren't because mo like most local bands just drop out after like two, three years because yeah. they just do something else, and it's because it's a lot like oh, I'm not saying it's a lot harder than like it's hard everywhere, but like <laughs> just like getting shows and stuff around here is like it's difficult because there's not that many bands around and there's not like that many opportunities. So it's like like for us too it's just gonna be we're gonna have to you know like go across the border to to get more shows to go on tour to meet a lot of bands and stuff because it's like around here from like here to toronto we basically know most bands you know what i mean like we yeah most people we know them personally because it's just you've played like most shows with those people so it's pretty much the same people over and over again which is fine like they're all great dudes but we're definitely gonna have to like you know go hours a little bit to like meet yeah, yeah. But we've met a good a good amount of like nice people playing gigs and shit. Like like it's rare. There have been some, but it's rare where you play a show with some people and they're assholes. Like obviously there are yeah. some exceptions, but like 
There's some people who just think they're like way bigger than they are. Luckily, I have not encountered anybody within the past few years who like me playing. Maybe not since high school. Nice. Um, but I mean, like back then we were like kids playing shows with yeah. like twenty something yeah. year olds. So I like, that's, yeah. I feel like it's so funny though. Like that, like <laughs> the higher quality of the band, they also happen to be like nicer guys. Like yeah. They, yeah. as you get like higher and higher, like the, to me, it just seems like everybody's nicer and nicer. I'm like, okay, how nice are these people gonna get? Because like literally before it was like the the meanest people were always also the shittiest like bands on the lineup. Which is like, yeah, it's a pretty straightforward thing to say, but it's just like. I don't know why you're being cocky. Like you're not that good. Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. think about it. Like, you know, like take it down a level. <laughs> yeah, take it down a little. Like I, I'm not like do what you want, and you know, if you have like music that, and that's what you want to do, that's awesome. Do that, but don't be mean about it. Like you know, just be, be yeah. nice to people. It's so much easier too. It's like I don't know. Yeah. No, so we've played with a, a good share of people. Some, but the, the bands that last are never the bands composed of assholes. Those always drop out, like drop like flies eventually. Nobody wants to be in a, exactly. like do relationships with other bands and stuff if somebody's mean. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody wants that reputation. Yeah, obviously not. So the bands that last have been around for a while and shit that we played yeah. with, they're always super nice people. So yeah, we've had a good experience with uh, the bands we listed. I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting because of the COVID stuff. It's been a while. Yeah. But, um, those bands, but those. <laughs> yeah, we played with a lot of good dudes, and yeah. uh, we're very lucky to have shared the stage with a lot of these people. Like literally. Being able to play with like Lock and and um, Home Safe yeah. on our last show was like a crazy experience for us. Like that was the last show we played before COVID hit, and it was like very inspiring for us. So we're we're excited to get back out and play with other cool bands. Yeah, that's like, like the that. next tier. It's like the, you know, like yeah. kind of like the the move up. So that's it was cool. Oh, you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. Thank you. Man. Hopefully, eventually. For sure, we all will one day. Yeah, we all will. <laughs> just stick to it. In fact, we'd love to play with you guys eventually. You know have you over here or vice versa head over there of course man yeah i heard it's cheaper for us to go there and uh you know i have relatives closer to the to the uh canadian border up there yeah, so cool. yeah i heard it's a few hundred few hundo bucks trying to come in and with visas or something right uh, but for you guys honestly though at least for for you guys like we can head there the majority of the year here it's like yo you got like a good three four month period and then after that you're fucked dude because yeah. like of the weather and shit it's oh yeah it's because it's just hard getting people to shows it's not like us like yeah it sucks to like you know go like through the snow and whatnot but it's just like people just don't want to go out as much because it's just like it's it's like an effort yeah. it's like an extra effort they're not willing to put in you know it's like so yeah yeah that's fair that's fair well guys um thank you so much for coming on and you know hitting me up uh like i said I, i'm always open to hearing new cool bands and i feel like you know i'm i'm pretty much uh, I'm gonna make a baseball reference here, but batting a thousand, you know, with uh, with you know the bands that have come on and then that have reached out, and holy shit, like Canada just always has good artists. Like I, I haven't had a bad artist from Canada on here. I mean, I, I haven't had a bad artist on here. Obviously, like screen people, but um, <laughs> I have to say, like, there's just a, a pocket of of talent up there. So um, I'm excited to see that you guys are doing cool stuff and. I've got now, you know, a new band that I'm following on Spotify, and uh, yeah, so let's let's connect after this on social media. But yeah. I'll I'll hit you guys up when your episodes uh, on the way, and hopefully um, it can you know coalesce with your uh, announcement of uh, your new member. Yeah, well, and even well, if it doesn't, dude, you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it first. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Now. Yeah, on the nonsense podcast. Hell yeah, we, yeah, we've got all all the breaking news. Exactly. <laughs> The pop punk breaking news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, you be well. Um, I'll I'll keep in touch and yeah, enjoy the rest of your summer, man. Thanks Sounds again, good. you too. Thanks for having All me. Right. Appreciate it.
fine Being shot off for one eye the sun I'd rather perish in the scorching sun It's right now a boisterous guys Take your time here with me I never thought I'd 